0: You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of ST Times. And now, here's Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of ST Times.
1: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Dev. Today, we'll be talking about edge computing and the Internet of Things. With me today is Jason Anderson. He's the Vice President of Strategy at Stratus Technologies, which is one of the early players in edge computing. You know, with the explosion of data emanating at the edge, as well as the proliferation of devices out in the world, thing from automotive to manufacturing floors to healthcare, the benefits of edge computing can already be seen, but the field is not without its challenges. So thanks for being with us here today, uh, Jason. I want to get the conversation started. Uh, I know uh, you have some thoughts and insights into how people are thinking about the edge these days and and what trends are happening, and uh, maybe you can kick us off with some of that.
0: Sure. So, first off, I'm glad to be here, excited to talk about today's topic. Um, you know, I think there's been a lot of discussion about edge, and especially in relationship to this idea of OT and IT convergence at the edge, so that the people out in the field versus the IT folks. And, you know, we have been, at my company, Stratus, we make edge-optimized uh, compute systems, Um, And we've been really kind of focused on edge for about the last five to 10 years. And and we're starting to see some definite changes, especially kind of things that have been forced upon us by, um, you know, recent world events. You know, the the coronavirus, um, you know, the significant increase in cyber attack and cyber theft. All those trends are starting to shape how people deploy their new systems. And, and, and we're seeing we're seeing some pretty profound things happening. And I think it's it's a big departure from what people originally thought, right? So a few years back, we'd go in and talk to customers about IoT deployments or deployments of edge computing in support of IoT. And they would be like, well, I don't have to worry about this. All I have to do is figure out how to get my machine to talk to a gateway. That gateway is going to talk to a cloud and it's going to be fine, right? Yeah. And then after a while, they'd say... I'd say, well, we'd say something along the lines of, so when are you actually going to do that? And they'd go, well, IT won't let me, you know, do anything but air gap. (laughs) So I'm probably going to do nothing, right? And that, that, that didn't last very long. And what ended up happening was, is that people started to realize that, as there was a proliferation of more devices out there. So in a hospital, you know, every patient now might have a device or, or even every worker might have a device or in the retail space, even every product might have some sort of tag on it. That's, you know, all of those things are happening. All of a sudden the data absolutely exploded. And the funny part was, is that people wanted to collect a ton of data. But the reality is that they didn't necessarily know what to do with it. So they just said, I'm just going to collect everything, right? Mm -hmm. And that became very unmanageable, very difficult, and quite frankly, started to increase their threat risk. So now all of a sudden, IT, who kind of held the edge at arm's length, is now getting a mandate from their superiors to go and get involved, right? What, What should we do about this? What's the right way to approach it? And- that's really been the last 18 months. And I think it's become even more pronounced with the willingness to do more remotely, right? So when you had COVID and people having lockdowns and shutdowns or limited access to facilities, all of those things led to IT going, well, I can't even do what you want me to do without being able to get to the equipment and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so really, there started to be this sea change of... Um, just really kind of it's interest in the edge. It kind of reminds me, I'm from new England and the thing that, and I lived in New York city for a while. And mm-hmm. when I lived in New York, um, Yankees fans would always be like, you do realize that the Yankee Red Sox rivalry is more about Boston, not liking New York. We really don't care about Boston. They say, you know, listen, we we don't care. Whereas up in Boston, it was like people would, you know, freak out about the Yankees, but they would absolutely have trouble. It's it was kind of this IT OT convergence thing was kind of similar, where the OT people would get so mad and riled up about IT, and Mm -hmm. IT was like it's really not my problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're over there and I'm going to leave them alone. And I'm going to go worry about the 1600 other things I have to worry about to support all the other parts of the business. Right? And I think, you know, you have a couple cyber attacks where somebody gets in through a device and all of a sudden everybody goes, well, you know, now you have to get involved IT. You have to care,
1: right? right. So let me ask it, you just talking about this proliferation of data. Uh, I yeah. know when, when, You know, again, as you said, five to 10 years ago, when people were talking about the edge, it was really just kind of a dumb device that was just collecting all this stuff and feeding it through. Uh, And then it it kind of evolved to where it would uh, handle a lot of the processing right on the edge uh, as well. Uh, Like you have a, a security camera that's just recording 24 hours a day. And and, you know, somebody doesn't want to have to sit in a room and watch 72 hours of nothing to find the two minutes that a crime yeah, happened or something. Bet you. That's a great example. Yeah. So so we've noticed that that uh, has has become more uh, prevalent and I can see why it is getting more involved uh, right. at that edge. Um, so so how has IT actually begun to embrace these kinds of things, getting getting more involved? Is it from a security yeah. perspective? Is it from the data perspective? It's, I guess it's all of it.
0: I think it's all of it. It really depends on the industry, right? So I think when you get into, um, I think buildings and building management systems are an interesting op- discussion because I think that's really highly driven by data, right, and analytics, which is, you know, you mentioned kind of an idea about how do I kind of, you know, look for things and then kind of develop the analytics based upon conditions, right, which is important. Whereas when you look into other uh, industries like people who are say building out um, skids or flex factories, right, people who are kind of building these modular production lines in the manufacturing space, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not necessarily as much about data as it is control, right? So how do I control and service this device to make sure it runs optimally, right? So that's, that's kind of a different angle, but they both need some sort of edge processing power. And then the, there's kind of the, 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 the futuristic angle, which I don't, is kind of in the not there yet space, which is right now when I wanna deliver like a safety system, right? Either in a factory or in a car or something like that, Those are largely kind of highly complex, highly proprietary types of solutions. But when you look at them, you go, well, how much of that can we make more standards-based and how much of that can we make to run more on commodity hardware and software versus this really expensive, hard to do stuff. And as people people and things become more automated, safety starts to become one of those things where it becomes a big price tag for a solution for automation, right? It's like, how do I ensure people stay safe? It's easy to get the car down the road and make it turn left, but it's really hard to make sure it doesn't run anybody over in the process, right? So that's kind of on the other frontier is this whole idea of um, safety, right? So that's kind of the last frontier. But right now what we're seeing is people are really getting comfortable with cont- with the idea of data and how to use it, parse it. Um, where to store it for either compliance reasons or even cost reasons, right? Because storing things in the cloud can sometimes be more expensive than storing on-premise. Mm-hmm. And then this, the, the, the area where we're kind of heading into now is the notion of control, um, which is, okay, now how do I control things remotely? How do I enact on them remotely? How do I make them easy to service? Um, that's where th- even things like augmented reality come into it. Like now people can, now you got a machine, it's deployed, it's somewhat custom to your site, The machine breaks, somebody comes in, how do they fix it? Well, you know, there's a QR code on the machine. You scan the QR code with the phone and you can actually get the exact documentation for how that machine was configured and set up. That helps field service get faster. So there's all these new aspects. There's all these new applications that are being deployed in this next phase. So that's the other reason why I think IT is coming in. It's not just the nature of stuff, but it's also the amount, right? It's, It's one thing to have oh, well, my, now my camera can recognize an event versus steady state. Then it goes to, well, can I take that camera one more step and not only recognize the event, but determine if it's a human or a dog, mm-hmm. right? And then you keep going. And, and, and it's the same thing as as you add these, hey, can eyes, right? You start to add more software. <laughs> and then as you add more software, you, know, you start to see things. That's when the IT guys show up and say things like, well, why isn't this virtualized, right? How how often are you patching this thing to make sure it remains secure? I mean, that's a basic, basic one. And how do you patch it? Because you say it can never be turned off. And you start to get into some really hard, thorny, protect the business type, you know, risk management compliance type of issues. And and the folks who are deploying the apps, it's not that they don't care. It's just that it's not really, it's not at the top of their list, right? They're like, hey, I want to, I want to field service something quicker. I want to be able to know that it's a dog or a person. All that stuff is is their primary cause, right? So that's why IT shows up. I, I think IT showing up is really a function of volume, right, more than anything else.
1: Right. Interesting. Interesting. So one of the things that you talked about was security, of course, uh, and that's kind of a multi-pronged thing as well. So right. on one hand, you want to protect the data that you're collecting and make sure that it's secure, yeah, but you also have these are now uh, new points of attack for uh, ransomware and and shutting down systems and things like that. So yeah. are people using the same kinds of security techniques on the edge as they would be for a, a cloud based or a server based uh, application?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think what we're seeing is is that from a practice standpoint, like like what to do, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, there's the whole you know notion of you got to physically secure the device. You have to ensure that you know bad actors can't get to it. There's access issues. All those kind of best practices are still there. But when you hit the edge, sometimes the technology is different, right? So what you're starting to see is a whole lot of um, you know, edge-based or IoT-based cybersecurity companies develop new innovations. Cause quite honestly, um the 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 what they call a threat canvas right expands dramatically when you start going across many sites and many different types of devices and there's a lot of diversity. So I think the technologies have had to kind of uh, step up or change or even have entirely new types of technologies invented. But I think the basics are, are you know, if you take a, a security person, a good solid IT security person, they can apply their best practices to the edge and and, and start to come through with stuff. Um, what's amazing to me is, is that um, how the basics are usually the stuff that gets ignored right like you know just like for instance the patching example is a good one the other one that really kind of comes up is just not even patching but it's really about life cycle right at the edge devices are just deployed for longer that's that's just it's just the nature of the beast and um and and especially from from the past to now right so before now Maybe they didn't have a lot of devices out there. Maybe there wasn't a lot of data and IOs being collected. So they didn't need a big system. So they didn't upgrade. They didn't run out of capacity, right? So they just kept it running forever. And now the software is out of date. It really opens things up. So even just doing the basics is a big step ahead for the the edge site. Sure. Um, and I think that's another reason, to be honest, I think that's another reason why IT always kind of held it at arm's length because they knew once they got in there, it was kind of a Pandora's box. And it's, it's a real challenge because, you know, when you buy a, you know, if you're buying a machine like, a, let's say, a bioreactor or a CNC machine or a 3D printer, any of this stuff, you're not buying it with the expectation that you're going to throw it in a data center and it's going to be, you know, we're going to replace it in three years. Right. It, it isn't they don't think of it that way. They think of it like a PLC, which is it's welded to the machine and it's going to be there for 15 years and come hell or high water. Well, computing is a little different than that. Now, the good news is that I think some of the cloud technology that if you kind of um, bring edge thinking to some of the cloud technologies there, you can actually make that transition to a new, to keep upgrading the system easier, right? Because you know, when you deploy something in the cloud, the auto, the upgrade process is pretty much automatic. And if you can bring that down to the edge, that's a very good thing. Not quite there yet, though. You know, there's still some, but, you know, some of that cloud technology is getting just starting to get down to the edge. And I think it's going to really help out.
1: Yeah. Do you find that um, the implementation of devices is kind of getting ahead of solving a lot of these issues of security and safety and control? uh, that you talk about, or are, are they kind of moving in tandem? It seems to me that all through tech, uh, it's always been, we can do this, so let's do it. And then we'll figure it out kind of later. You know, we'll, we'll get to the nitty gritty yeah. and more of the details later on, or, or do you see it kind of moving uh, in tandem and people are really, uh, taking that more seriously now and not just racing, uh, to implement edge devices.
0: Well, I think, I think the tech world and, and the edge worlds and the verticals they serve are very different, right? I think a lot of the, when you talk about moving in tandem and moving in kind of a um, solving problems in parallel, those types of things, I think the technology sector, not, you know, technology companies out there, they figured out rather, you know, they figured out dozens of years ago that being a proprietary focused company doesn't necessarily help. Right. That's why you started to see open standards and ultimately open source technology and all this. So the tech industry kind of inherently understands cooperation and trust. Right. But when you get into these sectors and you're talking about operational or edge equipment, um, those are very largely proprietary still. Right. There's a lot. You know, there's vendors and we partner with a lot of these vendors, so I'm not gonna name names, but mm-hmm. the point is, is that there's a lot of vendors out there who say who go into a factory and say, you wanna buy my factory automation system, run it end to end. And there's not a lot of standards there. Now what's happening is you're starting to see, and this is kind of a playback of what I learned in the technology industry back in the 90s and early 2000s was, so what you'll see happen first is standards will start to emerge so you can do better interoperability. But vendors will still kind of say, yeah, well, I'll support that standard, but you should still use my proprietary algorithms or software because it's better, right? And so there's this kind of maturation process that at the edge is definitely years, decades behind what you've seen in the technology industry, because everybody still wants to kind of own that footprint versus be more integrated, right? Now, on the customer side, that's a big problem, right? Because if you're, you know, if you're a grocery store chain and you acquire another group of grocery stores, and they're on one automation system, you're on another or a different analytics system.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, 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 the burden's on the customer to work that out. We've seen that we see that a ton, um, like in the oil and gas industry, which is always going through consolidation, mm-hmm. expansion. Because you know, as the price of oil changes, so does their business model, and we see a lot of customers who are like. I've deployed a bunch of stuff across my pipelines, for example. And it will be like, and it's a freaking mess because nothing talks to each other. And I have six different systems to manage six different solutions because I bought this pipeline from this guy and this one from that guy. And they want to standardize. And the truth is, is that the technology's there. It can be done. But there's just not enough incentives in place and enough customer demand yet. The customers haven't seen the light yet about this.
1: Right. Right. Very Um, interesting. Very interesting.
0: I mean, the example to give in the tech industry is Microsoft, right? Microsoft, you know, uh, was trading, you know, just the stock was trading like what, 10, 15 years ago, $35 a share, mm-hmm. because everything was, it was a Microsoft universe. Welcome. You know, you either play by our rules or you don't. Right. When they got cloud centric, they changed their view to be more interoperability and standards-based. And look where they are today. I mean, they've gone from being a, almost irrelevant to yeah. one of the most relevant com- company tech companies out yeah. there in the span of a few short years just by embracing it. I mean, they're, they're, it's funny because they were the poster child of bad behavior at one point. Now they're actually the poster child of good behavior. That's right. That's- I mean, and, and I think that can happen in other industries. I think that's the power of digital transformation for other industries. Manufacturers can do that. Healthcare companies can do that. They just haven't gotten there yet
1: great well uh jason listen great talk uh yeah. really interesting stuff to to keep an eye on and watch and see this evolve and grow and uh, we certainly appreciate your time thanks so much sure. for
0: being here thanks have a great day
1: okay you too thank you